Welcome to the ADHD Open Space Podcast. My name is Gray Miller, and I will be your host and facilitator as we explore ideas, workarounds, accommodations, and other aspects of being a professional adult with ADHD. Most of this will come from my perspective as a cis white male in his mid-50s, living in the Midwest, who found out a year ago that I've been living with ADHD my entire life. I am not an expert on ADHD, except maybe in not knowing I've had it for half a century and somehow still getting by. But I promise to cite my sources, or at least admit when I'm repeating something I read on the interwebs. If I say anything you don't agree with, you are welcome to call me on it and let me know. This podcast is also part of the lead-up into the first ADHD open space happening in Madison, Wisconsin, on January 20th, 2024. You can learn more about that event both here in the show and at the website ADHDopen.space. The first 30 episodes of this podcast are also being released as part of National Podcast Post Month, not Pod Pomo. That means things might get a little rough, but it's going to be fun. Kind of like ADHD, right? Enjoy the show. Three things I learned in my first two months of taking ADHD medication. It made a difference, but not in the way I expected. First published on March 21st, 2023 in Humans with ADHD on Medium.com. You know the scene in The Expanse where the Martian interrogator takes a pill before questioning somebody and his eyes sharpen and everything comes into focus and he can sense even the slightest micro-expression on the prisoner's face? I said to him, That's what I imagine Adderall is like. I paused, thinking a bit, and then added, or maybe like the pill in Limitless. See, that's the advantage of talking with an old friend sitting in a bar. Like me, he's watched too many science fiction movies, including ones with magic pills. He's been on ADHD meds for years, in several different forms, and at the time, I was still debating whether or not to try treating my recently diagnosed ADHD with meds or not. He shook his head with the authority of experience. And my friend, you are in for a world of disappointment. Hearing about his experience with ADHD meds, as well as that of many other people who shared their stories with me in person and online, helped me make a more informed decision about whether or not to start the medication and how I took it once I did. Now, this is only my own experience. I am not a doctor, and there are a thousand different stories and experiences people have with ADHD including it didn't work at all, and it was the worst thing ever. I am just adding my own anecdata to the pile because it might help somebody else the way their stories help me. So it turns out that human is super enough. My friend was right, of course. A month later, when I did take that first dose, there was no transcendent experience of superhuman capacity. Instead, what I got was the realization that I had been operating under capacity for most of my life. To put it simply, everything just seemed a lot easier. My list of tasks didn't change. It simply didn't feel like a fight to get through them. I still had to do the tedious database and spreadsheet tasks that are my least favorite part of my job, but they seemed less tedious. 
I had been worried about anger management. I'd heard from some people that Adderall just basically turned them into assholes, and I've struggled with that in my own life. Instead, I found my emotions much easier to handle. Not just anger, but everything just seemed less annoying. For example, there was a moment working with a colleague when their pen ran out of ink. I felt that surge of joy I get when I can help someone as I offered my pen, knowing that I had a spare with me specifically for this kind of situation. I mean, it has nothing to do with justifying buying more pens, I swear. No thanks, they said. I'll just find one of my own. In that instant, I felt my inflating self-image of gray, incredibly useful provider of writing instruments punctured and instantly deflated. And I braced myself for the sudden decline of self-esteem for the wave of annoyance. How dare you reject my generous offer of this fine pen? And it didn't come. The emotions were simply, oh, they didn't want my pen. Okay. Followed by some brief questioning of my tendency to want to make big gestures of generosity and service in order to make myself feel better about myself. Now, you may be hearing this and thinking, what's the big deal? It was just a pen. Well, yeah, you that, that's exactly my point. For most people, it is just a pen. But my brain, unmedicated, would all too often take just a pen situations and make a huge deal out of them internally. I would try really hard not to let it show, and my partner will tell you that I'm not as good at that as I think I am. That inner turmoil, plus the effort to mask it to appear normal, is a lot of work, and I never realized how tiring it was until I started taking that pill. But it won't make bad days better. There were a few nights when I didn't get enough sleep. Either I'd let myself stay up too late or woke during the night or way too early with my brain racing. Before meds, when that happened, if my total sleep time was less than six hours, I would just kind of downshift. That looked like, well, just doing the only most essential things during the day and letting the rest slide. It wasn't laziness, it was strategic. I know from hard-learned lessons that if I try to do all the things when I'm hollowed out from lack of sleep, most of those things will be pretty crappy. So instead, I take what reserves I have, make sure the essentials are done well, and let the rest slide to the next day when I've hopefully gotten more rest. Like I'd said to my friend, I'd had some hope that the meds would fix that. Like he said to me, I was sorely disappointed. The first time I'd taken my Adderall on a sleep-deprived day, I discovered the horrifying truth. I was still at a reduced capacity to do things well, but I couldn't downshift. The stimulant kept me awake and focused, but focused on the fact that I felt tired and burned out all day long. A friendly VA speech pathologist told me the simple solution to this when I described it to him. You'll have good days and you'll have bad days, he said, referring to the sleep. On the bad days, don't take the meds. Simple as that. Yeah, it was basically the, hey doc, it hurts when I do this. Well, don't do that. It takes more than just meds. The best analogy that I can come up with for how my ADHD meds work is to say that it's like strapping a two-cylinder engine to the back of my head. My brain is going to go faster, but it's going to go faster in whatever direction I point it. So I have to be careful where I direct my hyperfocus. 
I used to have a very complex morning routine full of things designed to jumpstart my brain into work mode and improve my productivity. Now it's much simpler with less disciplined self-improvement hacks and more gentle stimulation for my brain. Reading fiction, drinking coffee and tea, writing, watching late show clips with my partner over breakfast. My brain craves dopamine the way an engine craves gasoline, and what I did before was like cold starting the engine and forcing it to run at high revs without letting it warm up. I believe that's colloquially known as eating the frog. Instead, if I let my brain warm up, gently feed it stimulation before making it perform executive functions, it makes for a much better morning. About 45 minutes before I'm really going to start my work, I will take my Adderall. That gives it time to start working and time for my morning planning session. I think of that as setting the course, checking the rudder, looking out for bad weather. By the time I'm wanting to wind down in the evening, the meds have worn off. I've been very fortunate. None of the bad side effects I've heard about from friends and online accounts seem to be affecting me. Now, of course, that's only after two months. There's a shelf life to this experience. Like many meds, Adderall is something my body will eventually adjust to, necessitating higher dosages to have the same effect. And that's perhaps the one grim upside to being diagnosed so late in life. I likely won't live long enough for the dosages to get into the treble digits. Yay! However, as someone who was very skeptical about taking meds, I have no regrets. Now, when I look at my schedule, my to-do list, my inbox, or hit one of those emotional speed bumps that used to derail my day, it's not overwhelming. It's just a thing the way it should be. Adderall does not make me superhuman. It just gives me more room to be the me that I want to be. Now, there should be an addendum on this. Uh, I wrote this article, obviously, back in March. It is at the time of this recording. November. So let's see, that's March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So that's now eight, so 10 months of, of taking meds. And it's changed slightly. They, uh, I have a timed release pill that I take in the morning and then a additional pill that I will sometimes take more often than not I do in the early afternoon. And it is an immediate release one. And what I found was that to use the gasoline um, idea. I was having uh, a severe drop in executive function in the early afternoon, and it was oftentimes uh, very difficult to continue being productive at work during that time. The uh, immediate release, again, neither one of them has a immediately, oh, I took the pill. Yeah, I can tell. It's just, uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit there. Um, I, I know it in accumulation rather than as in having more and more good days as opposed to suddenly having an effect on things. I will say, though, I have found that when I combine the afternoon dosage with a quick workout of some kind, I tend to use Apple workouts. Their strength workouts are very good for me. And... I have found that doing a 10-minute high-intensity interval training or something like that, along with my uh, dosage and also doing um, changing to a standing desk position will absolutely revivify my afternoon and let me focus and get things done where before 
I would sort of have to do the, I can't focus at all in the morning. So that's my experience. And I think that it's worthwhile for everybody to hear everybody else's experience. But I will also say, I'm also a firm believer in consulting with your physician before you take, try, change any kind of meds, any kind of meds at all. Uh, hopefully you have a relationship with your doctor where even if you're like, you know what, I heard that it was fun to take meds for uh, ADHD, which I'm not saying you should. That is not me saying it. I've just said the example that your doctor will be like, hmm, that is not supported by clinical studies. So perhaps you might want to rethink that. But yes, be honest with your doctor uh, and uh, that will help set it up. I'm also really thankful for the VA uh, here in Madison, Wisconsin, because the VA has been really, really useful for helping me out with my mental health. Um, so I basically saying that because I hear the VA get slammed a whole lot by a lot of people. And I realize that other people have bad experiences with the VA. I have had almost entirely really good experiences with very caring providers who have been some of the smartest people in their field. So that's my addendum to the medication adventure. And I suspect there will be more addendums if I do more podcasts. I'd love to hear what your experiences and stories are. And uh, hopefully this is another thing that we will talk about at the ADHD Open Space, which is, of course, in Madison, Wisconsin, on the 20th of January at Serendipity Labs. And it is going to be a lot of fun. I definitely think that this qualifies as one of those externalizing executive function things because that's kind of what the medication does. It makes it able to access our executive function a little bit more. So have you had an interesting experience with meds? Good, bad, ugly? Please share it somewhere. If you write me, I'll be glad to repost it. And if you don't want to write me, post it somewhere and let me know where you posted it because I'd love to read it. That's what this is all about, sharing our experiences and learning from each other how to live a better life. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ADHD Open Space Podcast. Again, my name is Gray Miller. If you have any comments or questions about the show, you can feel free to leave them on the podcast page at adhdos.substack.com forward slash podcast. Or you can email me directly, gray, G-R-A-Y, at adhdopen.space. The background music for the intro and outro are from pixabay.com and are called Funny Days Together by Background Music Lab, used under a YouTube content ID license.